0: Welcome to the first Lockdown With. Our guest today is Anne Bayford. She is a psychic medium based in London. She's also a consultant at the College of Psychic Studies. She specialises in holistic therapy and runs retreats around the world. In this podcast, we talk about how she came to become a psychic medium, her near death experiences, and Anne tells us some of the tips she tells her clients for getting through lockdown. I'm Rebecca, and welcome to Lockdown With. Welcome everyone to the first ever lockdown with and the first guest that we have is a psychic Um, but she's not just a psychic Um, firstly she's my mum so I wanted to put that out there straight away another really weird thing is that she's currently sitting upstairs Um, so we could be doing this face to face but I thought this would be a great opportunity to work out all the logistics of this so start with mum if this goes wrong it won't even go live no one will know and Mum well, won't tell anyone, probably. I
1: will. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you will be sworn to secrecy. Um, one of the reasons I wanted you on here, though, to talk about lockdown um, was because you were the first person I spoke to about lockdown, well, about coronavirus, because we spoke about it before it was even a thing, didn't we? Yep. This was when I was in China and I was teaching English out, out there, and I didn't even know it existed. And then I got a WhatsApp message from you, from the like, BBC recording of like the news. And you said to me, you might want to wear a mask. And I was like, what is this? What is going on? There's some type of new virus. Um, do you remember this message that you sent?
1: But it was, I think, I think it was building up to it that. You'd said that you hadn't felt well for a couple of weeks before that message, because you were saying about your asthma. And I said, well... It- the only time I ever played that was when you was living out in New Zealand with the pine trees and then that area I so, said but apart from that you've really outgrown your asthma and because we thought it might just be asthma at the time and because your chest was aching and you said you were using inhalers and nothing was working and I was just being typical mum by saying have you done this have you done that and go and see somebody and all the rest of it and then it was just literally you said something about even by doing yoga you was breathless and I said but that doesn't make sense. don't get breakfast by doing yoga because I do yoga myself. And then I started like thinking there could be something wrong. And then literally, every so often, I don't listen to a lot of news, but when I was listening to the news, it sort of said something about this sort of virus. And I was like, oh. And then that's when we started engaging in the, you know, when I said to you about, do you think you should wear a mask?
0: Because,
1: you know, I thought if it's not that, maybe it's the pollution. Because we, we still wasn't 100% sure, was we, what it was. Oh, no,
0: exactly. It was such a strange... Whatever it was, I felt like I had a cold, but even with a cold, I could kind of breathe. But obviously, because I've got history of asthma, if it was the coronavirus, because I mean, we don't hundred percent know, you know. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, it was
0: strange. But to bring it back onto the texts, because one of the next texts you sent me was like what well, you actually you FaceTime me and you just said I think you should get yourself out that, like out of that country and you said you could see what this was going to turn into which is before anyone started talking about anything you, you go on and and actually, what you were saying to me And I actually
1: said "Well, I think there's gonna be like a lockdown and I didn't even know I've never heard the word lockdown well they weren't a I, thing were they <laughs> And it was literally from spirit. I was hearing lockdown. And I was like, "Well, what does that actually mean? Lockdown?" It was bizarre. But yeah, I mean, I what happened was, I think that was uh, I was saying to people, I think it's January time, December, uh, December or January. I can't remember now. But it was something that I would said. Wow, I'm getting visions of like almost like an apoptic scene, like out of there's a f- movie with Total Recall. I think it is with. Arnie Schwarzenegger and I saying years and years ago, this is really old. And the, the view and the image of looking at the streets being totally emptied and uh, actually on that film was about some writing and stuff like that. And I actually saw that with some of my American clients and now with some of my American clients, I'm actually hearing that anyway. But going back to then, I actually had said to, to people at a workshop that I ran in the January a manifestation workshop last year, I'd said, oh, Said uh, that's really strange. I'm getting visions as if there's going to be an, apop- uh, an apop- to lick. I Can't say an so.
0: apocalypse.
1: That's it, an apocalypse. Yeah. That's really weird. Why am I being shown that? And I said that's like, you know, people were sort of saying this to me. I said, "Well, what if that's to come?" Because it was really bizarre, really strange. Um, and then that's when I started hearing lockdown. and I was like, nah. And then I'd saw some visions of. Also, sitting with spirit of like a petri dish where someone's making some viruses and stuff. And I'd actually said to somebody, and it was another consultant, I said, Why am I being shown this? So, yeah, I can't say 100% this is exactly how this virus was created because I will not
0: take any legal action on that. Yeah, maybe (laughs) not create a controversy on my first podcast. (laughs) Thank you, mum.
1: And I checked with other consultants who are uh, mediums as well, psychic mediums, and they had said something very similar before I even said it to them. So, so, this was all happening sort of in January. And then, obviously, you know, hearing the news and stuff, it was all building up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then we got Nathan on the call and we booked a flight.
1: Yeah. Because you, I don't left. think you, I think that the thing is, I sent you the recording, the clip of, of the BBC News. And um, I said about how they said this COVID thing, and I said, "Have you heard of the COVID?" And you went, "What?" And like, mom, you know, I think you you took it as typical. Oh, mom, overacting as mums do, and you know, don't be so silly, don't be so ridiculous. And then I was saying, you've got to get your, because I kept on hearing she's got to get herself out of there, and I was like, well, this is a bit extreme, because there's the mum part of me, and then there's the psychic medium, and having to learn to separate myself, or you know, not going to the thinking mind, because that's the and mind, whereas a psychic medium, it's not to do with thinking, it's about hearing information. And I was like, she's, all I kept in hearing is she's got to get herself out of there. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. It's a bit hyper. And then literally, you weren't listening in a sense. Oh, yeah, mom, you're
0: just just leave. I had a life. I had an apartment. I paid for things. (laughs) I was like, I've been here for two months. I've got a year contract. Surely I just can't pack up my stuff and leave. I've got to give this time
1: right and then then uh, <laughs> she's not listening as usual you know Rebecca's been Rebecca and then uh, I sort of said right that's it so we got your brother Nathan to uh, to join us on the whatsapp call and there's three of us and I because like you know he's got I don't know like a wise soul, wise head I don't know but he's sort of sometimes we say Nathan what do you think you know because that the three of us it's like is mum overacting and then you know if, if i am he'll say mum you're overacting." i'm like fair enough i am overacting Here's that's the it. kind of
0: balance because if i tell you you're overreacting i get my head bitten off
1: anyway <laughs> so, uh yeah and then uh so nathan you know we'd spoken to nathan and i don't know i think he sort of said something and i don't know if that was before when he said that the airports oh no they were that starting
0: was... to close down like flights that's... and stuff weren't they <laughs>
1: I think he started hearing information because he's a pilot for British Airways and and in, which he was at then at that time and then he started saying about what he started hearing and everything and I said I've got a funny feeling that she, it's, she'll in the end they're going to lock it down and she went and I, I we'd never heard of lockdown before and I said I th- I've got a funny feeling that I'm hearing that they're going to lock down the airport she if she doesn't get the next flight out she'll be stuck there she won't get home there's going to be problems there's going to be issues and that's what I was hearing from spirits was sort of saying to me, you know, the message was very clear. Um,
0: and then... And I mean, that's what happened. I mean, when I did get on the plane and I logged onto the Wi-Fi on my second flight, I logged onto the Wi-Fi and the headlines were 60 million people in lockdown and flights from China grounded. And that was, yeah, intense. But I think I want to bring it back to... that We're speaking about quite a lot of spiritual things now. And for me, I mean, I've grown, grown up with it through time that you've been doing it I've been growing up with it so it's a, it's not new to me but I think a lot of people would want to know a bit more about what being a psychic even is because it sounds quite airy-fairy a lot of people don't believe in it and this video isn't to try and make people believe in it no but I'm not make anyone believe no it. exactly everyone believes in what they want to but That's I think I think what's important is even with this COVID when you could see what was coming and see this kind of vision of what's to come in the future I've used you a lot when I have been traveling where you've got me out of sticky situations (laughs) vetted guys from overseas I'd be like mom I'm seeing this guy can you tell me if he's nice and (laughs) (laughs) tell me and they've got no idea it's going on but I mean do you want to talk a bit more about your psychic stuff that you could do?
1: Yeah, but I was going to say, if you go back to that day that China, because I think the whole thing, that was like a bit of a movie though, Bex, because it was like, you know, literally you have four hours to sort of shut your life down, to to get as much money out as you can at the cash machine. You know, you've got yourself in a a cab, but there's pictures of you with your mask on. I mean, that in itself was like a movie because, you know, thankfully Nathan got you on a flight last minute because he contacted British Airways and he used his staff discount and literally you got to the airport and you you know you were sending out here it was no thing and you literally felt as if you got on the last flight out it was that crazy so that was the you know but i could see all this happening and you thought like, i don't think i'm gonna get on the flight you are you're gonna get on this flight you will be okay you're gonna get on it because i could well, see you it, it,
0: it. it took me two hours to get through check-in the i was so close to not getting on that flight i could have been stopped for temperature i could have been stopped For whatever, there were so many problems getting on that flight that it was it was really difficult. Yeah, it was risky even
1: having you come home because I have a lung condition and yeah, because I had the symptoms exactly. And I was like, but I didn't know how serious it was myself. I'm psychic. I didn't know people were going to die of it, but I was like, you know, come home, come home. And you know, I know we we had a bit of a distance when you came in the house. You know, was making sure was distance and everything, but you know it, you know nobody knew exactly I mean there was bits and pieces I was shown but you know it was like wow uh, but yeah that in itself was a bit of a movie now going back to what's the <laughs> about the psychic? about about
0: being psychic and um, one of the questions we got from Instagram was what is a day in the life of being a psychic medium like so I think people just want to understand what being a psychic <laughs> medium is
1: I was going to say unpredictable but as a psychic you're supposed to know what's going on yeah that means you're <laughs> a
0: really bad psychic
1: I mean unpredictable <laughs> meaning because yeah. you know, I'm also a therapist unpredictable so meaning that you know I've get you know I might see five I mean literally during the whole COVID period it did go up to seven clients a day which is ridiculous exhausting but you know normally four to five clients a day that I do this and it might be that I have a therapy client because um, I'm trained in that you know trained as a counsellor and also do lots of other stuff coaching and everything else to being a psychic medium. So just really, you know, each time someone I, I ha, you know, I go to my diary because <laughs> already busy for this year, you know, my diary, I'll have their names written down and then, you know, I don't know exactly until I tune into their energy and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I can see why my, you know, my guides aren't coming in because that's going to be a therapy one. But I tune into that person just before I do, you know, I sit with them on a session like we're doing now on zoom because, you know it's not good practice like spent hours before a client comes to see what they're coming to see whether they're a therapy client or a psychic medium client whatever so unpredictable meaning that to be honest and also you know the unpredictable bit what also I mean is that literally you know you'll get a client that comes to see me and they might have a client who's come to see me for therapy uh, because they've been recommended to me or they that's the sort of thing they need and then next time I've got their aunt standing behind me not that anyone sees it but I do feel that presence and I might have their aunt great aunt saying she's not being totally honest she needs to tell you this and you're like oh crikey okay and then I luckily I work hand in hand and I'll sort of say do you remember such and such and the client never <laughs> ever says how do you know that well sometimes I do but they're not in the therapy sessions and then I'm um, you know, then that reveals something else and they start exploring that avenue and it sort of unlocks stuff. So yeah, I, it's been a funny time working as a psychic medium and, and as a therapist. And some people who don't believe in this stuff as in the psychic work and spiritual stuff, and they don't believe that, that you know, some people believe once you die, that's it, you're gone. You, you know, they're not going to hear any other information, which is pretty sad really. Um, but, so when they're sitting with me in front you know having a therapy session and then I might mention about well I can see such and such you know it's it's a bit of a strange one but yeah I mean look I never I never started my life believing this is the job I was
0: going to do well this was going to be one of the questions I was going to ask you was what inspired you and I mean I I know the story but I mean I think it's really interesting because you didn't start off like this I know you've done lots of different jobs you've done zookeeping at Chesington you've been a sort of you did window dressing like manager or pr um
1: worked in a private hospital done loads of things
0: yeah Yeah, exactly so for people that don't know and people that aren't part of your kind of not for i don't know following part of your following people who have followed you they're not those type of people then like what made you do this what made you become the psychic medium
1: yeah, funny really because um from a young age I kept on hearing and seeing things and apparently I later on found out even from birth, literally there was, you know, people saw things around me and I never really believed in. I was like, what a load of rubbish, you know. Um I, I personally believe now, the work that I do, I was born to be a psychic medium, but just kept on ignoring it and pushing it away and didn't know what that actually meant. And, and I, think, I, think,
0: just- I think we knew in the house you were psychic also, because, I mean, I, can't, I couldn't hide anything. And I mean, parents are nosy at the best of times. Like, I, I've gathered that from all of the people I know. But I mean, I'd be planning on doing something and being like, I'm just going to see such and such. And you'd be like, you're lying. Tell me exactly, I know exactly you're going here, here and here, you're going to go on this. And you'd know everything before I was even gonna do it. And like, I can't get across to people that that wasn't just the parents knowing that was some type of really weird psychic ability because there's no way that you would have been able to predict half the stuff that I was gonna do. Um, no. There's, there's no secrets, unfortunately. I can't really hide anything. <laughs> from both of you, from both my
1: children. Yeah, <laughs> Even though Nathan thinks I don't know half the things that I do anyway um so literally yeah I, I think from an early age I was seeing things I would you know had children create invisible characters or so saying they have a fight fighting invisible friend for tea or you know pretending with their dollies that they're communicating or whatever I mean not that I was a typical female even at that time um and email. then I,
0: was, <laughs> I oh, no, mean,
1: it, <laughs> mean it yeah it's strange that one well had many lifetimes as a male as well which is too much for people that don't know what this is (laughs) Um, so okay so no literally um it was like I I play with snails or animals in the garden or insects and I could hear them (laughs) speaking.
0: yeah okay
1: (laughs) was I imagining it I don't know anyway there's a long story to that um but anyway so that that's as a child and mum used to say as a kid you know stop telling everybody you can hear the sounds or people talking or when no one's there that they could see stop pretending and i remember the situation i actually got a wallop around the head stop lying and i was like oh, i can see that person at the top of the stairs stop lying you're making things up always Anne. and you're always over dramatic because of things i could see um and then so you know life happens and started blocking it out thinking maybe i am going crazy um which is another topic in itself Um, and then, you know, I think life happened and, you know, as a zookeeper, I was aware that I could pick up on animals and what was going on and I could hear them. But again, I was told not to say anything. So literally life went on, got on with everyday work. And then I think really, when what really happened was the day of my accident, I got knocked down. I mean, I mean, I don't know if you remember before that, that there was a time when um when you two were little and we went to Spitalfields and I said to you hang on a minute I said I can feel something and we started this
0: happens all the time yeah okay so number one we could be walking down a street and she'll go the walls I can feel people in the walls or like but worse like you know what that's not even that bad because that's contained like I can pretend that doesn't happen but like what's worse is when we're in a shop this was in the early days before you could kind of switch off now you've kind of managed to switch off a bit but in the early days when you're rediscovering your abilities you'd go into a supermarket and you'd be like oh you've got cancer but like (laughs) okay maybe not that much joking everyone very scared she doesn't do that you no. you you pick up stuff about them that they didn't
1: no, we remember that young girl that we bumped into uh, near St Paul's and she was working in a shop and just started chatting to her and then I said, Oh, I don't know if that guy's a really good guy to be with and she went, How do you know that I'm with someone? I went, Well, and then I sort of said to her what I felt and she said, Oh my god, I was feeling that so I just literally helped
0: sort of encouraged her in the way that she was feeling I did sort of going oh no don't I know but it did come out of the blue and it was quite embarrassing when we we're walking with you but you know what you would now uh-huh. become into the position you were but you touched on something then so you were kind of ignoring your your abilities and yes. you thought you were going crazy and until the day that you got hit by a car which is obviously the yeah, yeah. day that I remember that was a big thing
1: but do you not remember went to Spitalfields when I said to you oh hang on a minute there's a play pit round here like yeah. pig." out truffles i do that it's in london and we you know took you to some there was a catacombs and stuff like that but that's what we used to do as kids we used to do it, you know to take you around london show you all the sites but we used to pick up on history and what happened you know that we leave a footprint in history and stuff so yeah there was all that anyway people that
0: do know me that's why i know w- weird facts about london and <laughs> like It's why I might come across as weird, but not as weird as maybe my mother. I'm like, oh, you know, I love you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the day of the accident happened when
1: literally I was leaving the office and you two were both in primary, so I think five and seven. And um, I literally had to post a, I don't know how great detail you want me to go into, but I literally had to post a letter or yeah, post a letter. And I was deciding whether to post it where we live, which is a totally different area from where I worked. And uh and I was leaving the office and I was like, yeah, no, go post the letter. And literally I, p- I pressed the button um on the crossroads, the pedestrian crossroads, press the button. There was five other people with me on that day as well. So I was literally the only one that got knocked down. And so I pressed the button. I remember a green man and it was like bleeping, and there was a middle island, and just as I got to the middle island, I remember hearing it everything's gonna be okay, and it was like literally. I then questioned, well, who, who, who's saying that? Why would I be saying that? I mean, I was literally thinking, should I post the letter? Should I um, go get a newspaper? What should I do? And then hearing that voice it sounded familiar, like my Nan and my Nan had died since age of 15. I was 30 something years old. So it was a bit strange. So, but it stopped me in my track and, and I was like, oh, pff, rubbish, whatever. And uh, this all happened many seconds and people had already started crossing the road, the other section of the road. And uh, literally I was just told, you know, I said, oh, well, I didn't, I, I didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't that I was putting it out there to ask anyone. I was just thinking in my head, shall I get the letter? Uh, shall I post the letter or shall I get the newspaper? And that yeah, it's literally- quite you know, normal, isn't it? Yeah, like you do, like everyone yeah. does. And it was literally it what came back to me was like um and it was an external i heard a voice so it wasn't internally in my head external voice saying um by the newspaper which didn't make sense because it meant going at an angle and it would have been better to have gone straight across the road to well i did the thought at that time anyway i was still questioning i was like oh well whatever so yeah yeah that that saved my life necessarily in the sense that my head wasn't chopped off by the windscreen so that's the
0: difference <laughs> anyone eating i
1: apologize for this graphic information could be worse becca that's nothing um i i mean i was told that by the police literally if i gone straight across to post letter on that day your head would have been severed by the windscreen off the van there was no return but what happened was because i went at an angle which is the most important. i listened to that internal voice or external voice which i heard internally um sort of say get an angle and then so um i never what happened to that letter actually thinking about it 20 years old um so going at the angle the van hit me on my left hand side of my body and 40 miles per hour he was traveling and then nice sort or of bounced off the side of the van uh and then um went about 10 feet across the ground or something waxed down on my right hand side and then was uh so that was the physical thing that happened i whacked my body on my right hand side I'd damaged my knee, the cartilage, my foot had seven breaks, my foot had actually been s- s- ripped out of my ankle, sort of thing. And Okay. Yeah, okay. So the Achilles was damaged, everything else was damaged. Um, anyway, and then had internal hemorrhaging, spleen, kid- uh, kidneys, uh, gallbladder was damaged. There was lots of whatever, because your body's still shaking from the impact um, and ribs and that. And then so that was the physical thing i actually ended up on the ground whacked whatever and damaged the van actually just drove off i was told just left hit and run and then all i remember was this guy i still remember it but they must have been crossing the road and he was just still talking because i could hear part of him talking so everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay and he leant down and bent over me um but i don't remember being hit by the van i don't remember the pain of that at that particular time I just remember i was somewhere else and i was like it was the weirdest feeling because at that time i was trained i trained as a counselor so i was very logically thinking about things i was really science-based you know i never believed in the fact that people said near-death experiences or out-of-body I was, it was a load of rubbish to be honest and um yeah i didn't believe in it at all so literally um yeah so that was happening and then i always felt as if i was somewhere else being told some information um yeah I I was looking down I didn't know it was my body at the time I was looking down and I remember there was part of me that was in a in the lorry cab part where the lorry driver was on the other side of the road I remember hearing his conversation and saying that some silly cow got knocked down by a car and he was listening to capital radio and I heard they were going to airlift some woman blah 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 and I didn't know it was me but how the hell could I be in that lorry opposite
0: the accident when I was yeah so it was it was this near-death experience that kind of knocked you back into yeah, your, yeah. kind of career that developed off the back of yeah. that where you obviously had a long recovery and stuff so you, you then use that time to kind of develop it, your spiritual side I was for four years i mean you remember i was in a wheelchair and I had a walking stick and
1: never knew if i was going to recover properly and stuff so having that time where you obviously knocked off my feet and then you know trying to make sense of what actually happened on that day what I was hearing where did I go I'm a counselor I believe in science and the brain what what did I experience so you know I had I was experiencing post-traumatic stress as well as diagnosed with that so and I became agoraphobic so I was like that so I had a good four years of trying to look at what was going on for me yeah and then
0: and then so how many years has it been now since you're spiritual journey so how long has it been
1: 19 20 years something like that
0: yeah. and now you're at a point where you are a consultant at the College yeah.
1: of Psychic so Studies I'm a consultant at the College of Psychic Psycho- Studies it's world renowned well known so to get into that position and it's not just a job that you <laughs> is vacant and then you go for an interview it doesn't work like that you have to be sort of and it sounds a bit but you are hand chosen you are picks to to be in that position so extremely lucky and see clients all around the world and do bits and
0: pieces yeah yeah so it kind of brings us back to lockdown now um because I imagine all of your clients would have been well I I know because I know you but your clients used to be offline used to go to the psychic college of psychic studies or you'd have clients in the house and then obviously now lockdown hit and uh, like everyone your kind of way of doing your work had to change so now you're mostly based on zoom you may you can but there are benefits of this as well I think from what I've seen of what you do you now have clients from around the world that you can see on like a daily basis if you needed to
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's funny because beforehand I loved going to the college I mean that would be two days a week i go to the college to see my physical clients and they'd come to see me and they'd book up and they'd travel and it was funny I remember one client who'd tried to travel down from Peterborough and that day when I was at the college, she had to cancel because the snow stopped the train. So I don't have that anymore with clients. Um, and, and the calls working in the college, I still work at the college, but the, I have clients from them that come through on Zoom now. I see that the clients through that way around. So still two days at the college and the rest of the week, I'm my private clients. And yes, the Downside to seeing physical clients at home was you have to make sure the house is tidy and everybody
0: else has to be quiet. So you remember and I'm hiding in the back somewhere. And luckily, we've got rooms
1: where you know the doors are shut and they come upstairs into my therapy room, which is this room. Um, but you know, it sometimes it's not ideal, and and sometimes you know, when you have physical clients come in, it you can't sort of once the session's finished after an hour it's like you can't really rush everybody out right i've got my client in five minutes or ten minutes time because of confidentiality as well because you know i don't want people to bump into each other outside so you'd give each other a good half hour between clients but it's physically it's different in that sense but it doesn't work any different on zoom to physically seeing people it's just as good i mean it's brilliant actually makes no difference because you think if i'm connecting with spirit you know you can't see them i'm still getting a good wi-fi with them you know as i'm doing on zoom now so um yeah so that that was the the difference and my world now clients i mean i've got Clients. I'm looking at a map on the wall here. I mean, I've got clients from America, Australia, Canada, Dubai, Singapore, India. Where else? Spain, Italy, Cyprus, Greece. Um, where else? UK.
0: Anywhere in the UK, Ireland. Which is amazing because back in back in the day, I mean, even. Well, I'm I'm making myself sound old, but like back in the day, I mean, even five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't been able to have seen that many clients, like you wouldn't have been able to have those clients, it just wasn't possible. I know I've set up a website for you, and a lot of people are finding out through your social media sites and stuff like that. That wasn't a thing. So, like lockdown has been a catalyst for change. Yeah. That is kind of we're still online, but we're kind of changing the way that we do business. But something I kind of wanted to go back to was you are in such a unique position as a therapist and as like a psychic as well. I think psychic makes it um, different than just a therapist because therapists, you know, listen, take it on board and then help with people's issues. I mean, I'm not a therapist. I'm not going to try and sell the role. But as a psychic, you kind of get that kind of intuition about what people are thinking or you get messages from the other side about actually they're lying to you. They're they're actually thinking this. So what What a lie, but they're just just lying. lying. So what I find interesting is that through this pandemic, you've had lots of different clients from around the world, but even in the UK, you've had a lot of different clients and you would have been able to get a pretty good gauge of where people's heads and like headspace was at during the pandemic. Um, I know the type of clients that were coming to you maybe changed a little bit, Um, either that or clients were coming to you with kind of new problems or were just having the same problems as other people lockdowns were having an impact on the mental space and mm. the fact that we had things taken away from us um like we don't have any external kind of stimuli we don't have the conversations that we could normally have you can't just go to a any inside space and speak to people so people were showing different types of problems I imagine
1: so uh, so uh, let's look at that because uh, if I think before Before all this, I was, my, yeah, so as a therapist, I'd have clients with phobias maybe and stuff like that that would come to me as a therapist. Now, God, I mean, stress levels have been extremely high. I mean, I've had, I wouldn't say I've been unlucky as a therapist in the sense, what I'm going to say is I've had at least seven clients who've been on the edge of committing suicide. And, you know, and it's just, I mean, I've been lucky, I've had professional support to help me through this as well and to help them. And, you know, luckily none of them, you know, did do that, which is brilliant. Um, from, if we look at that perspective, I actually had a couple of my clients who, yeah, this is some bizarre uh, and well, I had a couple of clients who came to me that were on the verge of committing suicide in the sense they were going for a terrible, terrible time now okay from from me as a person i don't know if i've ever said this to you but maybe i don't know yeah as a teenager i was on the edge at once one time and i was on the verge of committing suicide a very long time ago um and actually did lead me to have psychiatric help you know at one point i was sectioned in a psychiatric hospital when i was a teenager because of what i'd gone through and not realizing that all my past had built up and i hadn't been able to express it or to share it with anyone so So I've got that sort of insight from that point of view, but also as a, you know, as a therapist, having clients coming to me and, you know, you're hearing their story, you're working with them and you have to be professional as in the therapist. And then I will also as a psychic medium, I've actually had loved ones who have committed suicide on the other side who've stepped forward to talk to the person in front, the client sort of saying, I'm okay, I'm here without them asking me or telling me that their loved one has committed suicide. But I've had clients who've said they're on the verge of committing suicide, but they've actually contacted me to ask me What is it like on the other side? Or what happens to your soul? Now, I don't know how many therapists receive that. Maybe they do. I don't know. Or psychic means, I have no idea. So it's funny. I've looked at so many different angles. And I feel fortunate that I've been able to help the individuals with that. So that's been, since the lockdown, I've never had so many people wanting to know so much about suicide. And I'm doing my own thing. And I'm going to do a podcast on that you know talking about the soul and the journey and stuff like that it doesn't make me an expert but just having a little bit of insight with it so yeah
0: it's well, I, I was really interested because you you spoke to me about this before you have said although it wasn't one of your clients you had someone that came to you and they had a loved one that passed and it was suicide and I I know you just said you're going to do your own kind of podcast but I don't know if you want to mention briefly about I remember you saying that they were so when they when they did pass they were really surprised about oh oh what did i do that for or like i don't know could you
1: tell people a bit more yeah, about no, that it was, it was uh one of my clients um but of course you know confidentiality i never tell you their names or anything yeah. else so don't have to worry about that just, becky doesn't know any of that bit.
0: i don't know i wouldn't listen anyway <laughs> i just listen but, to
1: the cool stories <laughs> i know she's she's very true um <laughs> But I'm just trying to think which one, because there's been a couple now that have have done that who didn't realise. But I think I was saying to you the other day that it's quite sad in a way. Yeah, there's been, yeah. Okay, I can, I'm just being reminded. Okay, thank you. Um, it was literally, I've had two young guys this has happened to where they didn't realise that they, they were using, drugs which is absolutely fine you do what you like I'm not here to criticize whatever but
0: it's against uh, the law
1: <laughs> well whatever I'm just a psychomedium and a therapist I've no
0: idea that's another <laughs> not discussion. <our> but, <laughs> you know they were,
1: they were using substances and um and in both situations well I say in one particular situation they was very down in himself and his was an actual accident. So whether we can actually court suicide or not to, to some degree, it was accidental death. But the person who came to me, why to. she didn't tell me why she came to me, but after she told me at the end was, you know, was it accidental death or did he commit suicide? And I mean, he's shocked because he didn't realize how easy it was to die. So he, his shock was that when he came through in spirit he really did not understand how easy it is to die and not he didn't never he didn't try to attempt to take his life so whether that's a true suicide or not because it really wasn't but with him the information was that he was absolutely shocked how easy it was to die and i was saying to you about how the vow was very I like a net curtain it's very fine you know if we push that balance you you know if, if if that's it, that's it, you're gone. That was his case. I must tell you this, not one of the suicides that I've had, I've now this is not exaggeration. I've had up to 30 suicides that have come through in spirit, 30, okay? 30 working as a psychic medium, that's a lot. And not one of them has said, I did the right thing in committing suicide. It's better on this side than it is where you are. I've not had one of them come through Every one of them has said they have been surprised and shocked that how the fin, the veil is of dying on the other side. And when I mention veil, it just literally means like a wall or a gateway or that stepping across. And they've not
0: one of them have been happy with what the conclusion is they've regretted taking that action yeah. because I'm aware we've gone quite deep here and covered I mean we're covering suicide I mean we've got to be careful here but I think the reason why I think it's important to cover mental health during the lockdown and speak to I mean I have a therapist in front of me and I think it's important I, I would like you to kind of maybe either give some advice or what I'm trying to say is that I think it's so completely normal for people to be going through all the different levels of being happy and sad and feeling all of the emotions during lockdown and I think as a therapist you see the worst like you see the people that are at the at the end like they don't know what to do I mean not everyone gets that stage and that's that's a good thing but for those people that are thinking that they are going towards that end because of the effects that we're seeing with lockdown with stress with pressure on different careers like what what's your message to them and like what should they do yeah I mean look as a
1: family we've encountered stuff as well I mean I know you're going to cover this at some point I mean you know as a mother as a mother you know the shock the news of like your brother, my son, losing his job, being made redundant, and you know, as a pilot, that was so unexpected. And then having our, our own family issues as well. So it's not as if that we don't encounter stress ourselves. And as a therapist, it's not that we don't encounter stress. Of course we do. You know, and the amount of people that have sat in front of me, I've had. <laughs> I'm not mentioning no name, names, nothing. Different. The amount of professional people. Not saying if you're not professional, you're not going to have any worries or whatever. But, you know, I've had professionals as in medical professional people, GPs, consultants, who've sat in front of me as a client. And I've been their therapist. So we're talking, you know, it makes, it's irrelevant, your job description, your your social class status, the amount of money you owe. I mean, literally, my clients, I've, I've got a wide stream of different clients. And you know, from... Billionaires to multi millionaires to millionaires to regular Joe blogs to whoever it doesn't matter who you are, it's irrelevant.
0: Everyone and, still feels all the emotions because we're only human,
1: yeah. And you know, you've been here when I've had extremely well known VIPs mm-hmm. who've come here, or I've had them online where you know certain roles and positions they play in society, and we've seen them on TV, you know, you know that. So having stress, having any anxiety, I mean, some people will say, well, how do you know it's stress or anxiety? The minute you start feeling not yourself, which is that has occurred quite a lot for many different people. And again, you know, it doesn't matter what job, what, what whoever you are makes is irrelevant, you know, woman, child, man, whatever makes no difference. You know it, it really is it makes no difference at all the thing is when you start feeling not yourself and this year has been that time for not feeling ourselves that's the little indicators that's the little signs you know sleepless nights you know going off your food uh you know just those tiny little indicators just getting to know who you are and what makes you happy i mean i've said this you know i do many groups online you know wellness groups and stuff and you know bringing people together just so that they're aware that they're not the only one i think that's the most important thing is you even take me back to you know back to when i've had it it's knowing that you're not the only one that there are some signs to sort of say hey now you need to take some time out for yourself and i'm really an advocate of saying self-care and that sounds a bit woo-woo but self-care in the sense of look at what you're eating and it's not like this is a health advert but certain foods are going to make you feel crappy so if you can look at you know, what you're eating, you know, getting up, getting out the house, even if it's raining, you know, get out of the house in five, 10 minutes, you know, even like myself, even recently, you know, I had an operation, it's been difficult to get out, but just trying to push myself to go for a walk, because physically, it's been painful, but it's so important, like daylight and, you know, taking time out for yourself. And I've said this to other clients find what it is that you like whether it's making your playlist with music or listening to a book or reading a book or or um watching tv your favorite programs you know cut back on listening to news and everything because i you know years ago one of my jobs we talked about earlier i was a press release officer so one case could be printed about six or seven times and then you'd hear it on on the radios it's the same story but you're just hearing it so many times and when the brain hears it it's sort of like already it starts making you worried like oh my god and so your your nerves your stress levels are built up and also research about the sense that when you hear information you get stressed Your body's a chemistry set. You're producing those chemicals in your body. And what that means is that cortisone and, you know, that stress hormone. And we know, like, that hormone, you know, back in the day with our reptilian brain, that was produced so that when we had a dinosaur, we'd run away. But we don't have dinosaurs now. We don't run away. We keep it chemically built up in our body. And that can accumulate over time and cause stress. It's, you know, stress isn't just mentally in your mind imagining you know you're stressed out or anxious, or you can't sleep, whether you can't sleep, that's a sign, that's a symptom of something's not quite right. So, listen to yourself, look at what's going on for you. If you're feeling a bit different from how you were because you might have lost your job, money, or house, or home, or a partner, or a loved one, check in with yourself, you know, have an idea what's going on for yourself, and then start being kind to yourself. And I'd also say, reach out, reach out either to friends or uh, to loved ones, people that will listen to you. If you find it hard to communicate that, to talk, because everyone deals with the world in a different way, then write it down in a journal, look at what's going on for you. You know, somehow get it out of your system. So, you know, what's good also is physically, is getting out, as I said, for a walk. Physically, that then releases some of those chemicals that you've built up in your body you know, cry if you can cry, you know, if something's making you feel upset, allow it to come out, again, it's a chemical reaction, there's chemicals in your tears, your body, you know, is that vessel that is showing you this something not quite right, but the, the thing is, it's really not to feel alone with it, it's about speaking out, it's about, you know, finding out more about how you tick, what makes you work, you know, you can't have someone telling you, oh, this is because of blah, 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 you have to look at it yourself, you have to become wiser about yourself and I think you know what I've said to clients is if there's something using this time at the moment if there's something you know you've always wanted to do then do that online course to keep the mind active you know do things that you want to do is you know there's been some downsides but there's also been some good sides to it as well you know I've had clients who've done courses online they've now had more time at home with family members
0: I think everybody's re-evaluating things in a different way now. So there are negatives, but there's also positives to it as well. Yeah, I think this is the thing. I think the pandemic is, has kind of forced people to have a connection with themselves. I think there are a lot less distractions. And I, I think that connection that we're rebuilding with ourselves is something that's going to be challenging, but also is such a positive thing to do. There aren't any distractions anymore. You, I mean, life is a choice. Like you choose what you want to do and you can either I love this I can't remember who said it but you can either live by default you can either live by default you can live by design you choose that design you are literally one choice away from changing how you live but it's the little things every single day that you can change like turning off your phone if turning off the news notifications getting off social media stop watching things that you don't read a book I, I totally agree with you but when you're in a
1: negative mindset when you're anxious, when you have depression, it's not as easy. You don't think you've got choice. And that's the thing. Yeah. And that's what people have to realize you do have a choice. But it's very hard if you've just, you know, you've lost your home or you've got no money and you're in fear state of fear, thinking, What am I gonna do next? Because then You know, you get bombarded by all these chemicals. It actually creates physical symptoms within your body. You know, lethargic. You can be lethargic. You can go off your food. There's lots of things that can happen. People can have eczema. They come out. Asthma can be triggered. There's lots of things that your body can do. And when you're in there, it's like you feel almost like you're sparring out of control. So it's like yeah people do have a choice as long as they know they do have a choice and I think when you're in that mindset sometimes people don't realize they do have a choice I don't think it's as simple as that for some people there's many different people going through many different things on many different levels and if you've got a history of depression this is only going to sort of add to it really in a sense but the choice yeah I get what you're saying but I think it's that mindset of I mean, what I would say, and what I have said to many clients, and I learned this for myself when I had panic attacks through stuff that's happened to me in my past, and that's why I started training to become a counsellor, um, was that I learned about mindfulness, you know, and learn about to be in the moment, you know, not allowing, be aware that if you're overthinking of what's to come or what, how you're going to pay your bills or, you know, where you're going to live or you know you want to come out of a relationship if you allow your mind to overthink that's creating sort of anxiety already that's you're worrying about that problem before even that problems created that issue sort of thing yes you might have lost your job just stop breathe take a moment be in the moment because when your mind is in a clearer state it's easier then to think it through and what do you do next and you know the Part of me as the spiritual side, I feel that we go through this to help us to recalibrate, re-navigate, navigate your system in the sense of to look at life in a different way. I don't feel this is, is all negative in a way. It's like, you know, when I lost my job because of my first operation three years ago nearly, you know, at the time I was like, oh my God, how am I going to pay my bills? You know, i lost my job. I was in, in a state of like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. You know, I was anxious. I got depressed. And then... Luckily for me, and luckily because I have my skill sets and you know I, and my tools, and that's what I teach my clients. I actually just sat there and I was like, "Okay, let's look it from a different perspective." And that was my choice to look at it from a different perspective. But I was aware of that because I had the tools, and it was like, "Well, maybe this is a bigger reason. Maybe there's a bigger plan. Maybe I was meant to leave that job. I hated that job, but I didn't leave it because I thought the worry of paying my bills." Actually, when I left it, that was when I became professional in this. This is when it was the best thing that happened to me because it made me thinking, well, what am I going to do? Well, how about then I see you know, clients and do my therapy work full-time because at the time I was only working part-time therapy-based and part-time at the hospital doing what I was doing there. So for me, I have this true belief that when things are happening and the lockdown, there's reasons for it. It's actually making us look in a different way. It's teaching us to... Look at life in a different way. I mean, lots of people who've now had to go online to work instead of traveling and commuting to London. Well, for some people, that's absolutely fantastic because, you know, they now have a choice. Their companies are now saying, we don't need to have this fancy office wherever it is, maybe in London or wherever it is, you know, and you have to spend so many thousands of pounds each year commuting in and the stress levels of that and rushing, you know, leaving the dark of the winter morning and coming home in the dark winter night maybe now you've got a choice so you can work from home but then again saying that for some people they like the fact that they could commute in that they it's a, their day has been defined by getting that train and you know maybe they don't want all the family members around so there's you have to weigh out for you as an individual you have to weigh up you know what has the lockdown shown you you know what, what are the benefits of it and focus on the benefits the, the, focusing focusing the negative side it doesn't doesn't actually help if anything if you become aware of there is a negative then look at it then turn it around almost as if it's like a box and see the other side to it what's it shamming you is it showing that you don't like that job you really hated that job maybe it's time for change maybe if you've just lost your job and i know you'll cover this with nathan about his job and he's losing being made redundant maybe it's like as myself with a hospital job maybe it's not ideal time that you think right i can switch up now i can change my career So I try to see the the positive sides to
0: all this. Yeah. I think we've um, covered loads of information (laughs) and I'm aware that we we have covered some really heavy topics and I think it's been good. I think we've discussed a lot of mental health things and we've discussed what to do when you find yourself in one of those situations. And I think we could all find ourselves in one of those situations. So I hope there are some tools and some, just a conversation that people can turn to if, if they do need to listen to some advice, for example. Um, I think to bring it back to where we started with your psychic work and how we spoke at the beginning about the fact in January you saw this apocalyptic like world, shops boarded up, streets emptied, which we've seen. Maybe living through it, it's less bad than one of the movies. I feel like the movies make it a lot worse we're humans. We adapt. We go through it, right? Thank you. Yeah. So to kind of bring back to your psychic stuff and within your psychic kind of community that you have, you know, like-minded people, what do you see going forward? What is your prediction? Can you give us one?
1: Okay. I actually do think you have going to ask something in a sense of,
0: um, yeah, <laughs> in the sense of don't tell me okay. when the world's going to end. Just don't tell me. <laughs> When you said, um, I think, I thought I could hear this,
1: whether you thought this or not, about some of the people who had came to see me initially uh, before this broke out. And um, we're talking different officials that, who come to see me and
0: ask me if certain people are going to be OK. So i fine. Let's quickly move on. I mean, over. if you want to cover that, <laughs> no. you can, because I know that we have I'm- people i mean you already i'm not but you've already spoke about how you've had high profile people you've had celebrities etc we know yeah. that that you've already covered that it's not i'm not breaking okay. any news right now but okay. obviously because of the coronavirus pandemic yeah. Yeah. and you've had high profile people yeah. and yeah. obviously the coronavirus is there so of, of course you've been there to use your psychic abilities in, yeah. and everyone listening to this can take that as they will yeah <laughs> fine and, and very much like with the work that I do when you know there's been a
1: kidnapped or a murder or stuff like that you know oh, I, that's gonna come to something else but yeah who they would ask me where people are and stuff like that anyway
0: so prediction. Oh, that, back to your prediction for 2021 are we going to see the end of this pandemic are we going to move out through this I know things change a lot but can you can you give us anything to work with
1: no yeah, I already said that I saw it mutating anyway and I saw that you know, not so long ago, where said, it's going to mutate, we're going to need another vaccine or something to mutate with it. Cause that's, that's what I'm feeling. Um, and then it feels like it just fizzles out all of a sudden, which is really strange. Look, with this, this pandemic and stuff, it's very much like when we go back to polio and TB and all the other viruses that we've had over the many, many years of going back. And, you know, this, this, look, I know this is, this is bad since And look, I'm one of the high, extremely vulnerable people. <laughs> like you know I you know I, I you know I've had those moments of a little like going outside and a jogger's run past and breathe down I'm like oh my god hold <laughs> your breath <laughs> and, and you know I'm human After all, I'm human I, I'm having this experience as well the therapist the psychic medium I'm still human just like many of you are a mother father brother sister whoever you're many different shapes and forms from many different people um but it will it will go but well, we've got january and february time i mean and, and everybody can see that even from listening to i did say this a couple of months back when we get to january and february and i said this to my clients who've had readings before now over the last couple of months i said come back to january february it's still going to be a bumpy road a bumpy time now also from that psychic side you're going to get um a lot of endings for lots of people and that's not just with sort of saying all oh, people losing their job i don't mean that but i, I mean that comes into it but from the energy point of view, there are going to be a lot of endings for lots of people. And the good thing is for the endings. we know then that brings forward the good new things, beginnings, okay? But you will have that sort of that period of time where it really is about how you embrace it. So it's like, you know, when an ending comes, it's, it's not doom and gloom. It just means it does no longer serve you. You're not that person anymore. And it's about letting go of that so you can step forward into your new life. But there will be that middle, that transition, that yeah, transition, that time where you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where you're going, and your brain's gonna be searching out what what do I do? Because that's how the brain's been programmed is to sort of try and solve the issue. But all I want to say, I mean, for myself, there's been Indians as well, but you just have to sit back and sort of say, okay, just breathe. And that's all I want you to do is just to breathe. And be in the moment and just be aware you just take one step at a time. That's all you need to do. So January and February, if you're thinking from the psychic perspective, lots of endings. Um, when the endings come for whatever it is, are we jobs, relationships, moving, whatever it is, you know. I know there's be some people house chains will break as well, and some other things. Just take January and February as a period of hibernation and learning and self-care and nourishing yourself. Really take that time to say, you no. Know, but these are the months where I'm really going to know what I want to do. And it might be that it shows to you that you lose that job that you hated in the first place, it just means you need to look at what would you want to do. And life is just too short. From spirit on the other side, life's just too short. You Humans take too long in deciding when to do something. So in a way, this lockdown has sort of come as a period of time to say, wake you up, come on. A bit like when I got locked down, it's sort of like, come on. Look at life in a different way. What is it that you really always wanted to do? And why don't you just go and do it? You know, why don't you use this time to sort of say, right, let's retrain or let's have a look at what I want to do. If it's another country you want to move to, then you start looking at what you might need the requirements. Now, when we go into March, I mean, from March 24th onwards, things really do change. And it's almost like we go full speed ahead. Things do change. So look, I've booked um, my retreats up for my clients. We're going to be doing them in in um, June and July, I feel it's gonna be okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, I hope I'm not putting my neck on the rail here.
0: You are, but, you are definitely putting your neck on the line here, but I mean. But
1: that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling when we get to uh, you know, um, May, June, July, the summer months, it, it's different. And I don't know if I can really see it here next year, the virus, I think we're still being alarmed and being wary and stuff like that, but life starts getting back to normal. It takes a little bit of time, but it will get back to normal. So, yeah, so really use the time. If you can't work at the moment, you know, use that time to read those books and to clear out that wardrobe to, you know, to do what you wanted to do. You've been put on hold because you never have time. Use this
0: time now. It's turning into a positive, you know, moving forward. That's what I would suggest, to be honest. I do also find it really weird, the same thing that you said. At the very beginning, someone sent me a clipping from a book, or I think it was a book, but it was of this psychic who years and year, years and years ago predicted that there would be a virus in 2020 and then she said it's just gonna disappear and oh, okay. yeah so stuff that you're saying and obviously because I've seen other psychics and stuff they're all saying the same thing March thing things start moving forward but it's just funny but and we've taken Anne oh Anne <laughs> saying Anne is just really weird taking up a lot of your time um And, but thank you for the information that you've given us. Um, I think hopefully that the information you've given us will be insightful and hopefully resonate with some people. And hopefully if they do need advice, then they can seek it in other ways, but also maybe use this. For you going forward, how can people connect with you if they wanted to?
1: Okay, yeah, I mean... (laughs) And today I wasn't really to sell myself, but no, it was but... I who I am. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got a website, so it's ww.anbayford.com. You can go there. I also have a YouTube channel, and again, that's Ann Bayford, and I'm on Instagram, and I put bits and pieces out there for people. Uh, but on that website you can contact me. Um and yeah you can contact me through the website i think there's an email they can contact me directly through that is that also they don't have to book the appointment i have to ask rebecca she's i've yeah, I,
0: I made it um any complaints about the website come to me but there is a contact section and there is a form you can fill in or there's an email address but also so you're, you're on instagram so i'm sure you can answer yeah. them. and they
1: can message me there i'm quite happy to take messages from there it's absolutely fine um yeah so it's up to them really and and the free content on youtube they can listen to me and hear
0: information if they want to as well and you're you're running your retreats again once this is all over that'll be fun yeah
1: and i mean you know that i've been doing workshops online and i run regular courses online um i combine because i have got my science head as well i I like to combine both things the spiritual stuff and also with the therapy stuff as well because i'm an nlp practitioner and life coach so i do that so whatever so I combine everything because we're not just one person as we see we're many people and I believe using all those skills and tools to help people you know it's important
0: and your workshop's a good point because you've already got um, a workshop a that you can buy can't they so you did a webinar and then you recorded it and you put it back online and now it's available I mean to buy but there are some discount codes that you can give out if people need them and that's yeah. on reactivating the soul which is all yep. about coding and what you're here to do and finding your purpose again um and finding out who you are really or who who when I wrote that blog for you it's who you were and who you are because you've been here yeah. before
1: because I get loads of downloads from spirit and everything so it's easier uh sometimes I just do like, like the blogs and you, you rejiggle them about um, but as we know the spirit wasn't happy you changed one word and I said no you need to put that word back in and oh you said, you yeah
0: I'll tell you what I'm a copywriter I've done a lot of writing I do a lot of editing, and the fussiest people i've ever come across if you can call them people are the, the spirit guides that mum has they'll literally nope i don't like it what word would you like
1: <laughs> Like, yeah. but, 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 you know it, it's but funny, as but... you were
0: saying in that course Every word is coded, every word has a meaning. So by me using a word that they don't like is probably them their way of saying you've used the wrong code, that's not gonna resonate or unlock things within people that they need to. So
1: and, and that's it exactly. And and you're spot on with that, that's exactly it. So there's that there's that on that webinar, which they can go to or the blog, which is free. the youtube which is free i do spotify meditations which is free but they're all very spiritual stuff so there's that other side as well so it's, it's up to them as an individual who would be interested in whatever they're interested in
0: yeah amazing well thank you for your time and thank you for answering and sharing your knowledge with us today